Okay, let's get going. Today's David Dab Yudalit in Mesechta Tainis. We are up to Imishum Teva. We're going to pick up from the top line on Dab Yudalit Amad Aleph. We're in the middle of a discussion. Let's go back. Let's remind ourselves what the discussion from Dab Yud Gimel Amad Beis is about. So the Gemara had a Shaila, a question, searching for information. Not a challenging question. The Gemara wanted to know. We learned to say the, the tefillah, the prayer of Anenu on a fast day. The Gemara started out with a shaila, where is Anenu placed within the Shmarnes, right? And we gave an answer that by a yachid, by an individual, so Anenu is going to, is going to be put inside the bracha of Shemei tefillah for a tzibor. It's going to be a bracha b'fneiatz, it's going to be a bracha on its own between Gal Yisrael and Rafa'inu. We had a conversation. Perhaps it means that a yachid who is makabal on himself, the tefillah like the tzibor, but not mamas tefillah b'tzibor, because if it is tefillah b'tzibor, as we're going to learn on tomorrow's daf, on daf tesvav, there's additional brachas, there's six more brachas that are said. And this is the shakla v'tariya. This is the back and forth that the Gemara is trying to figure out over here is particularly... What does it mean um, that uh, the placement of Anenu on a, on a public fast day is referring to literally the public or is referring to a private person? That was the beginning of our sugya. Then the sugya continued just to wrap up what we're up to. The sugya continued and said that maybe the 24 brachas are only during the second series of fasts um, and not during the final seven because we learned there's three fasts, three fasts, and seven fasts. And the Gemara said that um, we quoted a brisa, Ein bein gimel There's no difference between fasts four, five, and six, and seven through thirteen, except for the the Masrian and Noylin Esachanuyos, the Truas, which we're going to see is a, on today's Dafimirchem is a conversation whether it was a shayfer, whether it was literally a crying out, and the closing of the storefronts. But you see from here that. The 24 brachas are not included in that differentiation. So perhaps the 24 brachas are said even by uh, fast 4, 5, and 6. So the Gemara says, no, what we mean over there is Ein Bein is Lav Davka. We left a couple things out. And where we left off was, one thing that we left out in addition to the 24 brachas would be what happened with the Teva. Okay, now what was the Teva? The Teva was the Aran that was removed from the local town square. Uh, from fasts 7 through 13, which was not done by the original fast. Okay, period. Let's pick up over here. We did this as well, but let's, let's restart now from the top line. We're up to the words, Imishum Teva, with the th- after that three-minute introduction. Let's get going. If we left out a difference between fast 4, 5, and 6, and 7 through 13, is that we left out what they did with the Teva. They removed the Aran, Lav Shiruhu. I'll tell you, that's not considered something else that was left out. Because we would not have mentioned it. You know why? I'll tell you, listen, the Bryce is only talking about things that are done inside, okay? Meaning inside the shul. Things that are done outside, like in a public square, we're not mentioning. And therefore, we're back to our question. The, the 24 brachas are things that are done inside the shul privately. That's left out. You're not only going to leave out one thing, 
Otherwise, you might as well mention it. So what else is left out? The Aaron? No, but that's a public thing. Maybe that's not mentioned at all. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Masisa Namideka, our Mishnah also seems to infer Tiktani, because we learned Ma'eli Yusera Salari Shainas, in what way are fast 7 through 13 different than fast 4, 5, and 6? Elashabelu Masriv and Elashachimiyas. Because by the seven fasts, they, are, they, do the, they, they have trua. I'm purposely translating it again like this, because again, at this point, we don't have clarity what trua is. And and they would lock the sorbons. Now, the reason why we don't know what trua is, is because trua to us brings into mind shifer. However, the meaning of the word trua itself is just a, a crying out. That's why it's called a trua. Right? It's a type of crying that we learn from sister's mother. So we're just going to keep the word, we're not going to translate true yet because to us it's not clear if it's the literal meaning of the word true or whether it's the reference to Shifer. It says the Gemara, however, when it comes to all other halachas, Rashi says of Shemayna Esrei and the, the additional six brachas, Shavin, the 24 brachas are said by 4, 5, and 6, as well as 7 through 13. We're going to say, here as well, when we want to say the Ain Bains, the difference in the different type of fast, we left out the 24 brachas. We said the word, in what way are these things different? Meaning, this is the only way that fasts 4, 5, and 6 are different than fast 7 through 13. Is that logical? In what way is the, the words ma'elu, what are these, right? In, in what way are these? These, that is a, a are you going to tell me that it's davka? It's specific? Vashayar lateva. It can't be specific because there's something else which is non-specific that's left out as well, which is the removal of the ark from the town square. To which the Gemara responds, no, imishum teva, if you're going to include the removal of the teva, lavshiruhu. That's not considered something that's a, a, a discrepancy between the fast that's left out. Why not? Mishum pirka. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why it's not considered left out. You know why? Because this wasn't the place to talk about it. This is supposed to be talking about in the second parak, which we're going to start tomorrow, Mir In the second parak, it talks through the entire process of what takes place on a public fast day. But over here, where we're not going through the entire process, we're just quoting a list. Mamela, it's not considered shire. It's not like you're not. It's not considered leaving it out. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Let's try to give a marshal to this. You can have a list for Costco, or you can have a specific list for Costco. Okay, when you're when you're talking about a general shopping trip, you're not. You're going to be referring to. The usual things that, you know, that the shopping trip has. Food, chreis, whatever. And then when you talk about a specific Costco list, you know what you're doing all of a sudden? All of a sudden, you've got the new couch that they have in. You didn't know, you weren't expecting. Right? Yeah, yeah it, it's broken down into much stronger detail. I don't know if that was the best muscle, but that's the idea here. When you're getting specific, mention everything. Over here, we're not getting totally specific, and therefore you can't claim... This is the shire. This is what's left out. Because it was, it was expected to be left out. Now that you've, you're using this reasoning, we say even 24 is not considered left out. Maybe it's part of the more specific list. And over here we're just not being specific. Okay.
the Gemara is walking away from this conversation very unclear. Very unclear. As to what is exactly being left out of the Brisa when the Brisa says, Ein bain. When the Brisa says there's no difference between fast 4, 5, and 6, and 7, uh, and seven through 13, except for the Masriyan and Eilin Asachinuyas. We're unclear as to what is being left out of that statement. What are those two things on the list coming to exclude? Says the Gemara. Okay. So now that we're in high level of, of uh, doubt as to what should be learned out, what is the bottom line? My Havalo. What, what am I supposed to? What's the Lamaisa? What am I supposed to walk away with? Amar of Shmuel bar Satsroti, Amar of Chia bar Ashi, Amar Rav. Rav Shmuel bar Satsroti says, and also Rav Chia bar Ashi says, in the name of Rav, here's what you do. Bein Goyel leRafe. You add an Anenu between the brachas of Geula and Rafainu. In other words, you add a 19th bracha. You know the bottom line is? Okay. But what should I do? The Hokasa and the Lacha is Bishamea Tfila. Okay? Which Lamais is what we do. If a person has a private fast, so um, we, we stick Aninu into Shamea Tfila. Now, we do this if you open up a sitter. Notice that we do this on even a, a general fasting. We say anenu during Shemeyat Tfila, but the chazin, in his repetition, makes his own bracha. Okay? When, in, in Chazor HaShatz, or Chazor HaShnaps, the chazin is going to make his own bracha, but by our Stilishman essay, we're going to stick it into Shemeyat Tfila. Period. Okay. Says the Gemara to wrap up the sugya, it's a change in conversation, but just halachas of fast days. Tani chada, one brisa taught us, uvare sumanikos mesanes brishainas, a woman who's pregnant or nursing has to fast in the initial set of fast days. Ve'imesan and but as the fasts go on, she doesn't. Betani idach, the opposite. Another brisa says, mesanes bachreinas, ve'imesanes brishainas. Right, the first set of fasts. A pregnant nursing woman does not join in, but once it gets serious, if it still hasn't rained, then we need to call in the reserves, and they start joining in the fasts as well. And the third writer says that pregnant women, pregnant and nursing women don't join in the public fasts at all. Amar of Ashi, Rav Ashi says, The middle statement, the middle writer that we quoted, that a woman does not start with the fasting, but she picks up if things get severe, um, and we, we call them in for the reserves, is correct. Dimi Tartson Kulu, because this kind of explains everything together. Okay, why? So, the, so if, you, if you look through the words, it says, Ubere Sumenikais Misanis Berishainais. What does Rishainais mean? Rishainais can either mean the first set of fasts. Or it could mean the second set that's before the last set. And when it says you don't fast on the last one, could be you don't fast on the, the um, second one, or it could be you don't fast on the last one, 
which the middle Brisa says they talk and don't need to fast on, right? They wait, and then they start fasting, and if it keeps going, they stop. So Imamish fits in, the second one, Imamish fits in with the entire um, wording of the Ubares Umenikas. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. Next part of the mission. New topic. Ma elu yiseres alarishaynais, elu shabilu masyuvan alashachnis. Difference between fast 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. And the earlier fasts is that 7 to 13, you got to shut down the stores, and we have masriyan. Now the Gemara is going to clarify. What is Masriyan? Bimayim Masriyan. What does it mean? They're calling out. They're crying out. Rabbi Ramar Buda says, Bishoy Farais. Masriyan means literally with a trua, with a shaifer. The same way in Rosh Hashanah, trua is with a shaifer, so to hear. Rabbi Yudah Breit Rav Shilas, Mishmei the Rav Omar. No. Be'aneinu. You know how you call out? You know what Masriyan means? You cry out with reciting words of Aneinu. Okay? Now. Which Anenu are we talking about? So until now, so Rashi, Baruch Hashem for Rashi, thank you Hashem for Rashi, right? Rashi says that until now we're dealing with the added paragraph of Anenu. Over here we're dealing with the Anenu that said at the end of Slichas, Anenu, Ha'ina Beis Ratzon Anenu, Anenu, right? All, uh, anenu Hashem Anenu, Hashem all the Anenus, that's what we're saying over here, which is supposed to be done in a way of crying out, as opposed to, you know, just uh, trying to get uh, trying to get it over with. But Hatanim, we learned the Rebbeitzah in Perksim Mishavatanim Zalasivur Shemehem Yurches Hasraois V'Simon Ladavar V'Simon Ladavar Yerichai. And the way to remember that is the the um, is the the word Yerichai. How is it so? So Gemara is going to explain. The Yerichai Shefarasava. In Yerichai, they blew Shoifer, and that's how the walls sunk into the ground. So remember Yerichai, and you will notice that crying out is done, is done with a Shoifer. And this is going to be an upslug. It's going to be a bust on, uh, on the one who says that Masriyan means with Hanenu. Because over here you see the crying out is remembered with Yerichai, which was Shoifer's. Says the Gemara, Ella, rather, you're right. You know what Masriyan means? It doesn't mean stam to call out. Masriyan means bishayfarais with a shayfar. Everybody agrees that a shayfar is called a calling out, a crying out. Keep pligi. So where is there a machlaikas? There's no machlaikas about blowing shayfar. There is a machlaikas, however, about reciting anin. Okay, what's the machlaikas? One man, the Amr says, Anenu is called Hasra'a, a crying out. The other one says, no, Anenu is not called a calling out. It's a standard type of davening. And therefore, you don't say Anenu bichlal. In other words, if you're going to say you have shaifar, you can also do Anenu, because that's also a calling out. But if you say it's not a calling out, so there's no... There's nothing here telling me I need to say Aninu. Says the Gemara, If you say that Aninu is called a crying out, well, guess what? If Aninu is crying out and we do that on a public fast day, how much more so are we going to blow a shoifer, which certainly is called a crying out? We should blow it on a public fast day. The one who says that Aninu, I'm sorry, that, that Masrian is 
that crying out is only done with shayfer, then avolba aninu light. So then there's no aninu on a public fast day. Okay, so you see from here, very interesting that there's, I mean, not only do we find whether or not to say aninu and whether aninu is called, called masriyan, but we also see there's various types of tefillas. It's not like you open a sitter, know the words, and just dab. It's not how it works. There's various types of tefillah. There's certain tefillahs that are bakasha, certain tefillahs that are, you know, sometimes you're requesting, sometimes you're crying, sometimes you're laughing, sometimes you're smiling. There's different, there's different ways which we're supposed to connect and relate to the Rabbinah Shalalim in various times. It's a, it's a, it's a chachma to know how to daven. Very few of us know how to do this. You know, when we go to yeshiva, we're taught to move up in levels of Torah. Right, ninth grade. Hopefully, hopefully by your time you reach tenth grade, you're learning even better. Eleventh grade is a higher madrig of learning. Twelfth grade, in order to learn even more, base ready should know even more, and that's how it keeps going. Davening, we don't find like oh, a tenth, a tenth grade of davens different than a ninth grade. A base madrig bacher davens different than eleventh grade bacher. Like, we we don't have this musug, but but it's it's out there. Like we have to really learn. There's styles of davening that are appropriate for different times. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, he says that Masriyan with Anenu is inappropriate. That's not the time for it on a, on a public fast day. It's fascinating. Okay. Says the Gemara of Atanya, but we learned in a bride, so, Ask the Gemara, listen to this Brysa. The Brysa says, when there's Tzaras in Klal Yisrael, okay, specific type of Tzaras, we'll see later, Mitzvah Shem, okay, for example, Chichoch is if there's a, if there's a uh, epidemic going around of boils, Locusts, um, biting uh, bugs, bees, um, the chashem v'akravim, snakes and scorpions. And it's like, it's going around. This stuff is happening to communities. So how would we band together? So the Brisa says, they wouldn't be masriya, but they would be tzayek. Now, if... We say there's no masriya, but there is sa'aka. Doesn't this seem to imply that crying out is different than masriyim? Davening anenu is different than shayfers. The Gemara is asking, you see from over here, that davening is not called masriyim. Davening is called tsa'aka. Midit tsa'aka And the same way when you cry out, that is done with one's mouth. Hasra b'shayfaris. You're going to assume that hasra is done with shayfaris, and this is a question on the one who says that that uh, masriyan is with your mouth, is with anenu. Answers the Gemara. You're right. However, that's one opinion. We got another opinion to show you. Tanoi. It's actually machlekes tanoi. Titanic learned the brisa alilu masriyan b'shabes. On the following things, we are, are allowed to cry out even on Shabbos. Now, when we keep moving along, I just want to give a little bit of a, uh, a, little bit of a heads up. 
and we keep moving along in the Masechta, um, in the next parak, in the third parak, we're gonna. These are Mishnayos and Brisas that are coming up over the next week. So once we hop this now, we're gonna be Bez Hashem. When we learn this within the next week, it's gonna be like uh, visiting old family again in Bez Hashem. So let's go. Tanoi, we learned today Brisa. Al ilu masir b'Shabbos. If all the things you cry out on Shabbos, al ir shikifua gaius. If let's say you have a city that is um, that the soldiers are laying siege to. Or you're having problems with your local river. Or there's a boat that's out at sea. Rabbi says, Ezra, you're allowed to call out if you need help. But you can't just um, you can't just cry out to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, you're not allowed to cry out to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now, let's explain what happened here. Ezra means if you ever need help on Shabbos in these situations where there's danger, of course you go get help. But if you just know of a tzara elsewhere and you want to daven for it, that's not the appropriate time on Shabbos to be making this big deal of it. That's not the focus of Shabbos. Oh, there's a, uh, you know, oh, there's a boat somewhere else that we, no, there's no way we can help. There's a boat out there sinking, or there's a tzara, there's a there's a trouble somewhere else, you know, in Eretz Yisrael. So let's let's be busy, um, let's busy ourselves in a good way with davening for them on Shabbos here uh, here in St. Louis. Says the Brisa, uh, no. If you need Ezra, if you need help with these situations, go get help. Call uh, call the troops. Call uh, call the Yidden together. However, if it's time just to daven for it. Shabbos is not the, the appropriate time to be focusing on to be focusing on that because you don't even know if the tefillah is going to be answered. Now, Bemai, um, what does it mean to cry out? on Shabbos, even as if it means to cry out with a shayfer. Shabbos mishari. Why would you cry out with a shayfer on Shabbos? It's not necessary, so it's certainly not allowed. You see that Anenu is called Asra in this brisa. Gavaldik Shmamina. You see from here, Taka. There are times, there are opinions in amongst Tanayim that even the expression of Hasra'ah could be referring to the crying out of the mouth, period. Bottom line, the Machlaikas is standing. When we say, Masriyin, that on a public fast day we do the crying out, we had an opinion saying with Shifras, we had an opinion saying with Anenu, and either one is coming from a legitimate place. Either opinion. Because they both have sources amongst the Tanayim stating Shaifer is called Asra'a, Masriyan, and Tsa'aka, calling out and davening to the Rabbani Shalom, also at times is called Masri. Okay. Bishnei Dravyur Nesiyah, a story. In the years of Rav Yehuda Nesiyah's life, there was Tsaris in Klal Yisrael, top of Amud base. Gazar Tlasas Veitaniyais. Shabihuda Nesia was Geyser. He decreed there should be a series of 13 fasts. Okay? A bunch of Bahabs. Velayi Ani. And even after, um, even after these fasts, Velayi Ani. 
there was no answer. What does it mean there was no answer? There was still tsars. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm right. But I, I think that there, we, we've come across enough learning to perhaps have the right to say this. How do we know that they weren't answered? Maybe the answer was no. The Gemara says they had 13 Taniyas and they weren't answered. How do they know? Maybe the answer is no. Why didn't the Gemara say there was 13 Taniyas and the Rabban Shalom said no? Instead, the Gemara says the Rabban Shalom didn't answer. So perhaps we can say, a raya from here, that there's no such thing as a tefillah that ultimately goes unanswered. Maybe, maybe, the way tefillah works is as follows. Either a bunch of them says yes, or he says not yet. What do you mean not yet? I'm not answering you yet. We find, and the reason why I think we have a right to say this is because we find by Maish Rabbeinu, when he davens to go into Eretz Yisroel, Rabban Shalom doesn't say no. Rabban Shalom says, stop davening or I'm going to have to listen to you. And that's not good for anybody. Right? Parshavah Hanun, because Baruch does Maish Rabbeinu, stop. Because otherwise I'm going to have to listen to you. It's a very powerful musuk. That tefillah ultimately will force Hashem's hand, so to speak, to doing something that's not in the best interest of ourselves or in Kal Yisrael. Which is why Rechaim Kanievsky says that a person needs to be very careful in how we daven. Sometimes we daven for things that's detrimental. We should daven for it in a way where we say, Rebunjam, if this is good for me, please, I want to connect with you and, 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 and daven to you to get this. I'm just... Or I say, we are just... I, I, I want us to notice this expression where the Gemara says they had 13 fasts and instead of saying but the answer was no the Gemara says they just weren't answered yet alright if you have something on this let me know so if Yehuda said let's do more fasts says is a big problem you're not allowed to be more than is necessary Okay? That, um, I lost the place, I'm sorry. Rav Ami, um, who said that we shouldn't have further fasts, he did it because he, uh, you know, he, he didn't want to keep fasting, so he brought a, brought a raya, a reason, an excuse not to keep fasting. Says the Gemara, Ella, rather, here's really what was supposed to... This really had to understand it. The only time we say to limit the amount of fast to 13, and remember the number 13 that Rebbe Nassi established is the same number we're familiar with, right? Because we remember it was 3, 3, and 7. So that was only when it comes to tsaras due to rain. But if there's other types of tsaras in Kal Yisrael, no, you do. You could keep going. Bahab, 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 bahab. You keep going. You keep fasting every Monday and Thursday until the tzara is lifted. And you're not limited to 13 fasts. You're only limited to 13 fasts by rain, but you're not limited by anything else. Okay? And let's talk about this. What will be the difference between rain and another tzara? So let's keep learning. Tanami, We learned 
in a brisa similarly, Kishar Mushalay is when we say you have the first set of three fasts, Kishar Mushabat, when we said you have the last seven fasts, you keep going until you're answered. So you see that Ravami's wrong. Ravami who says, no, st-. Ravami says, uh, stop with the 13 fasts. You don't do Tircha de Tzibura. The Tsaris in that time was not a rain tsar. So they should have kept fasting, according to what we're saying. But Ravami told them to stop. So you see, Ravami's wrong. They shouldn't have stopped. This wasn't a rain saros. They should have kept going. To which the Gemara responds, Ravami is going to say, no. About whether you always limit it to 13 fasts or whether the 13 fasts limited to rain. You never have more than 13 fasts on the tzibor. Rebbe says you always Keep it to 13. No, that's not why. Rather, here's the Sephora. Ready? Gishmak. It's because you already missed the Zman of the Revia. Period. Here's the idea. Here's the whole chaf. Let's just talk this outside. Why would I stop at 13 fasts for when I need rain, but not stop at 13 fasts by a different Sara? Very simple. Because by rain, the bracha of rain is limited to a specific time. So what are you going to do? Keep fasting for 24 months, for three years? You're not going to keep fasting and asking and davening for rain at a time of year when you don't want the rain. Right? Just all be smart. When you have a tzara, for example, there's an epidemic. You have a virus running around. Or you have snakes and scorpions that are coming after people. And the community needs a salvation. You need a Yeshua. Since then, you always need the Yeshua. You keep going. However, when it comes to the rains, once you pass the Revia Rishina, once you pass the earlier rains, so then the further rains are not necessarily going to do anything positive for you. And therefore, there's no need to keep fasting. That's the opinion of Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel. Okay, Gavaldik. Bottom line is, Ravami is not necessarily incorrect, and we have a machlekes. When we say to limit uh, the community to thirteen fasts, as otherwise it's tircha de tzibura, is that specific terrain, or like Ravami? And um, I'm sorry, not like Ravami. Is it specific terrain because um, because of Shimon Gamliel? Or do we say that, that um, the other opinion is like Rebbe, which is you never do more than 13 fasts, whether or not it is rain, period. Okay. The people of Nimbe sent the Shaila to Rebbe, who live in a city like ours. We need rain even in the summer. What should we do? Do are we like Yechidim? Uh, you know, we're not part of the rest of the Tzibur that need rain now. Now, what's the Shaila? Are we like Yechidim When we ask for rain, we put into Shemei Tzvila. Since we are the entire city of Nineveh and we all need rain, we're like a Rabbim. And we should put it into Birchaz Hashanim of the same Talum Motar. You are similar to individuals. 
and you should put your um, request for rain in Shemayat Tefillah. Mesri, that's a challenging question. Amrav Yudav Yudav says, When do we start with the fasting? When there's no rain. That's Bizman Shashonim Kitiknun. That's when um, the, the year is in its standard, usual seasons. Yisrael Shrinal and Abbasim. And Kal Yisrael is in charge of Eritrael. Kal Yisrael is resting and dwelling in the land of Eritrael. But nowadays, Hakolafi Ashonim, Hakolafi Amakaimus, Hakolafi Azman. Okay? He says, outside of a situation where you have Kal Yisrael in charge. In Eretzel, the world is functioning in its usual capacity. Then every every place should insert their tefillas and then ultimately turn to Tanesim in the proper place in the proper time. Okay, for example, Australia is going to have different seasons than the United States. So over here, when it's the summer, there it's the rainy season, and vice versa. Rabbi Tana, you Pollock, what's your question? Rabbi Zatana. And therefore, he, uh, he argues on the, uh, he argues on the Bryce. And Rabbi's going to say that the people of Nineveh should put into Shemayat Tzvili. You know, the Bryce seems to imply that they're a Tzibur, right? And they should put it in, uh, in Berch HaShanah. Well, okay, Rabbi argues. I have Allah, so what's the halacha? Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman says, that if a person's in a particular locale, where everybody there has a different season, they need the rain wet, you put in Berchus Hashanim, Sheshan B'Shemei Tfilah, V'Hilchasa B'Shemei Tfilah. Lacha is that in, in any place outside that doesn't have the same seasons as Eretz Yisrael, if they ultimately need rain, they should, they should um, not say V'Sein Talum Matar in Berchus Hashanim in the summer, they should say V'Sein Bracha like everybody else, but put in a request for rain in Shemei Tfilah Gavaldik. Okay, period, two dots. Next piece of Gemara, short piece of Gemara. V'sheni matim a'im shecha On the Monday of the fast, they would open the stores close to sundown so people could buy food. V'chamishi kol yem. Chamishi was open the entire day. V'nei kol Shabbos. So people could be able to go shopping for Shabbos. Yibayilu, they asked a question, searching for information. Heichi katan. What are we referring to when we say Monday, they open the stores near sundown, and Thursday it stays open. This doesn't mean on Monday they start to open their stores close to sundown, and Thursdays it stays open because of Kavad Shabbos. Okay, or, what's the other option? On Monday, it's open part of the time. But on Thursday, you leave the doors completely open. Okay? That's the Shiloh. Now let's explain the Shiloh outside. There are certain times where even if a store were to be open, it has to show that we're not supposed to be open. For example, for example, this is very applicable to us nowadays, uh, let's say on Cholamayim. On Cholamayid, you're not allowed to be involved in business or purchasing things. However, if a person needs to purchase a new garment, a new dress, a new pair of pants, a new shirt, you're allowed to go and purchase that, if necessary. 
Now, if you have a Yid who owns a store, they can't open their store on Cholamayim like this is totally normal operational hours. Because it's not. You're only allowed to be open for... Part- you have to show you're not really open. We're open when the, for a Tzarech. You understand? That's the Gemara Shaili here as well. The Gemara says when we say on Monday it's open, close, doesn't mean it's like it's open closer. Or does it mean that on Monday you only leave your door of your store a little bit open to show you're really supposed to be closed today? People, you know? And then on Thursday, you could leave your door wide open like where you got regular business going. That's the shayla. The Gemara says, Tashma, come and listen. On Monday, they open up close to the evening. Let's say the guy's got two doors open to his storefront. He should only open one door, keep the other one locked. It shouldn't be wide open. If he has an istva, he's got a platform near his door, then he could open up normally and there's no concern. What does it mean if there's a platform near his door? What it means is it's not noticeable to the public even when his door is open that he's open for business. He kind of like needs to look around this, uh, this platform that's there. It's not wide open to the street. Then you'd be allowed to keep your door open. Okay, there's no concern. Uh, there's no concern about um, people walking by. Period. End of that command. Next part of the Mishnah, Abru Elu Nanu. Okay, here we go. Unfortunately, we had three fasts, and then we had three fasts, and then we had seven fasts. Vilay Nanu, there's still no answer. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still saying, not yet. We start to minimize our business dealings. Ube binyan and with building, ubinatia and with planting. Let's explain what these things are. Tanu we in Bryson. The binyan. What does it mean building? Binyan shel simcha. We start slowing down our binyan shel simcha. Don't build happy things. We'll see soon what that is. Natiya. What does it mean you minimize planting? Natiya shel simcha. We don't plant simcha dika plantings. Ezehu binyan shel simcha. What is considered simcha dika building? Zeb baina bayis chasana yislibnai. Back then, when a young couple would get married, they would build a little addition onto their home. And the young couple would start to live there. That was expected. People lived, families stayed together, lived together. Right? Beautiful thing. But when they had a Binyashal Simcha, you're building a house for the new young couple. And there's tsaras going on. There's, uh, there's, there's no rain. We had 13 fasts. Huh? You slow down. You slow down on, the, on, that, uh, on that building. Okay? Doesn't say stop. Says so you slow down, like you, like mamish only if it's necessary. That's what it means to slow down. Like, don't don't get overly zealous about this. A person who's planting in Abarkani shel malachim. What's in Abarkani shel malachim? So Rashi says that um, um, it's very interesting. Rashi. Rashi says there was a minug. It's the first wide line. In Rashi, Avarkani Shomalachim, beginning, Chikacha Yenayagim. He says, interesting minute. Kishinailat ben Lamelech, whenever a prince was born, Hayunaitim Elon Lishmai. Okay? They would, uh, they would plant a, a tree like, and give it his name. Vyayim Shamalichin Aisai, Aisan Lai Kisim Imeni. He hit us, 
And the day that the prince took the place of his big papa, of his old man, they would build his throne from this tree that was originally planted on the day that, uh, that he was born. So we, don't, we, we, hold off. we hold off on the planting of, of uh, these trees. Okay. And we also, what do we hold off of? We hold off of She'elas Sholem. Okay, we don't, we don't uh, say hello to each other. Tanra Bonon, the rabbis learned, and so shall we. Chaverim. You have Chaverim. Now, who is a Chaver? Who's a true Chaver? You know what a true Chaver is? You know what a true friend is? Somebody who you grow with. Somebody who you gain from. That's a Chaver. That's a Chaver. Interestingly, in Halacha, and throughout Chazal, when you talk about a Chaver, and the Yekesha community continues to bestow this title on somebody, it's a layman who's a Talmud Chacham. Okay? A chavr, somebody who's mamish, the Torah is the centrality of their life. So you have Chaverim, you have two Tomidei Chachamim, Ein Shailim Shalom Beinayim, and they don't say hello to each other. So if you have two people who know what's going on, this is so precious, stops, you don't say hello, because you're aware there's tzaras. However, if you have an Amaaretz who says hello to a Talmud Chacham, you do not ignore them. Aye, we went through, well, it's a time of Tzara Kal Yisrael. You respond, However, you respond gently, as if like there's sadness going on. And these chaverim, these tamidei chachamim, they wrap themselves like avelim and people who are in cherim, so to speak. Like, like we, we feel low that their banshem is like kaviyachol pushing us away a little bit. Like, like we were just given musr from their banshem. Like it's a, it's a sign of humility. Until ultimately HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers this. So precious. Right? We have all this fasting, all this davening. And like what you said before, you know the next thing is? Get to the Chitzainius. Stop. If you're a Tamachom, should start dealing with each other like, hello? This is an ace tzar. This is not a time to be smiling at each other. The Rebbeinu Shalom is not happy with me. And the Rebbeinu Shalom is not happy with us. And therefore we need to be careful. And Hopefully, this Chitzainiyas Dika activity will bring us to Pneumiyas Dika actions, and Akadish Baruch Hu will show mercy on us. Now we're going to get, and we're going to finish off the daf with this, the halachas of Nefilas Apayim, okay, what we do by Tachanon, as well as other types of falling on one's face. Adam Chashub is not allowed to do a full fledged prostration on the ground. You can't do a full out. Um, bowing on the ground. Unless you know that you're going to be answered like Yeshua ben Shnemar, but Yemar Hashem Yeshua, get up. Right? He was bowing down. What are you doing falling on your face? And Rabbi Lazar says, A person is not allowed to like start wearing sackcloth. Unless you know they're going to be answered with your tefillahs like Yehurim ben Achav. He was wearing sock, and then Taka he was answered. Now keep in mind, why aren't why is it not Khashiv? Particularly not Khashiv. It's not like to go above and beyond. You can't overly bow down, you can't overly go with sock. You know why? Because there's a story brought down with Rabbi Kibin his Khabirim 
the Chavirim weren't answered in their davening, Rabbi Kiva was answered, and then what did everybody say? Rabbi Kiva is the big tzaddik, the other ones are not the big tzaddikim. Rabbi Kiva said, no, I'm not a bigger tzaddik, rather, I'm Avraham I'm somebody who forgoes, and that's why I was answered. What do you see from this mice? What you see from the story is that a, tam- a, a tzaddik, a person who's, and, and we know if we're true Abdei Hashem, has to be very careful to not project tzidkus, because it could look bad to their bun- to others that their brother is not answering one of the biggest tzaddikim. Okay? So unless you know that this activity with confidence is going to be answered, take a chill. Don't overly bow down. Don't overly walk around with sackcloth. Not everybody's allowed to tear kriya, but not everybody's allowed to do Aaron did bow down. Yeshua and Kaliv were answered through kriya. How do we know that they were answered by bowing down? They tore their garments, and ultimately that led to Akadish Baruch Hu, uh, showing them kindness. And some say it was Rav Shubar asked a very strong, challenging question. If it would have, if it would have written Yehoshua in the pasuk, it says Yeshua v'kali, uh, um, it says v'yehoshua benon. Okay, it would have written Yehoshua the kedika Then you would be correct, and we'll say Yeshua's davening. How is it brought to fruition by him tearing kriya? But hashtag says v'yehoshua. But since it says and Yehoshua. Did this as well. So Maish and Aaron bowed down. And Yahishua tore. Right? So you see from over here that what does it mean? Vihaishua. Havaha of it. You know what it could mean? It could mean Yeshua bowed down and tore Kriya. And mainly you'd have no proof that Kriya itself led to a response. Vyomar Belazar will end with this last piece of Gemara. Belazar says, Not everybody is going to be Zaycha. To be standing up in the times of Mashiach. And not everybody is going to be Zaycha to be bowing. The kings, the noblemen, are going to greet. Ready for this? You know who they're going to greet in the times of Mashiach? Klal Yisrael. The king is going to greet Klal Yisrael in the times of Mashiach. Standing. Visarim and the Lower down officers, Vishtachava, will be bowing to Klal Yisrael. Malachim Bekima, the kings will be standing in respect for Klal Yisrael. Dechsev, Kayamar Hashem, Goyal Yisrael, Kedoshai, Hagadish Baruchus, Goyal Yisrael, along with Kedoshai, Levizai Nefesh, to those who were embarrassed, those who were Mavaza, the Mesaiv Goy, and were considered an abomination to the Goyim. Laeved, Maishla Malachim, Yiru Bekamu. To these, the, to these, the kings are going to testify and stand the sarim sarim Okay, let's keep going. Let's finish the parak. Masgar of Zerbi Tim Rashubanachmeni, Revzerism say with Shubanachmeni asked a challenging question. If it says and the sarim bowed down, same thing we said by Yeshua and Maisha. Then Kidikamri, you'd be right that they're only going to be bowing down. The Sarim and those who are bowing down, Havaha of it. You see, they're both going to be standing and bowing. Amr of Nachman, Yitzhak, Nachman, Yitzhak says, I also say, Not everybody's going to be zeichet to see the light of the Ebeshter. 
And not everyone's going to be zayche to have the simcha with the, of the rabbi nishleilam. Tzadikim la'ayrel, tzadikim are going to merit to have the light. V'yisharim simcha, And those who are yisharim, straight, earnest, erlicha, they're going to have simcha. Tzadikim la'ayrel, t'chsev, ar zaru ala tzadik, l'yishayleiv simcha. L'yisharim simcha, t'chsev, as it says, l'yishayleiv simcha. Those who are yashar leiv are going are going to have simcha. Hadron Allah, may emasai. Hadron Allah, may emasai. Hadron Allah, may emasai. Malzov, everybody finished the first parak of Tainus. Be'ez Hashem, we will pick up on Matzi Shabbos, starting from the um, starting from the second parak. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.